0: Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to Social Jello with Angelo. Conversations with a back fist. I'm supposed to say that at the beginning of everything. but I I said this before, this is why I'm not going to be a big podcaster, because... I suck at marketing taglines. Oh, I should probably say now, if you like what you've heard so far, like, smash that like button <laughs> and hit subscribe. I been say that at the end of an hour podcast, I should say at the beginning, if you, if you heard of my show before. If not, then give it some time. Maybe you will hate this and you shouldn't. And you can always unlike. Um, I'm being joined today by, oh boy, titles. We're just going to say Ron Esteller okay ron esteller he's uh he's a Kajukenbo practitioner and instructor coming out of the bay area can you what's the name of your school again man
1: esteller martial arts
0: oh that's easy to remember yeah, esteller, esteller martial arts and the reason he's joining me is because if you've been following this podcast i recently did a podcast with mitch powell and he is the ksdi historian this is not the Kajukenbo podcast this is the social jello evangelical podcast i can't emphasize that enough because when I come at stuff, I come at it. Why does it say social? It's actually stands for social psychology, not socialists. For all those people, fucking socialists. No, it's social psychology. So I am really interested in cultures, subcultures. I feel that martial arts is a subculture, but then it's even crazy when you look at the styles, you can break that down into subcultures of subcultures with different traditions. So it got mentioned real quick. Uh, and I was corrected earlier, and I'm not going to mess this up. Danzan Ryu or Danzan Ryu depending on how you want to pronounce it Danzan Ryu Jujitsu is the Jew in kaju Kembo. it's uh it stands for it's it's the ground element the grappling element a little bit of background uh, it came from the Kodokan Institute and the Kodokan Institute is the judo institute that was founded in 1882 by Kano Jigoro the founder of judo This is the same Kodokan, as I mentioned in that podcast. If you hear me repeating yourself, fine. If you're a BJJ guy listening, though, this is kind of interesting for you because this is the same place that Maeda came from, right? Mitsuyo Maeda was one of Kano Jigoro's students. He was one of his top groundwork experts. So he went around the world, he left Japan in 1904, started going around the world doing judo demonstrations. Accepting challenges from wrestlers, boxers, and savat fighters. This is interesting because it was actually uh, kind of a catch wrestling group that he was working with. So there's a really cool podcast. If you go look at Stefan Casting's Strenuous Life podcast, mm. the history of catch wrestling that eventually turned into pro wrestling and this idea of a catch and a shoot. A shoot being a real fight, a catch being a fixed match. So I'm not going to go there. because That's a different set of drama. But I will say that that's what Maeda was working with and that's where he ended up in brazil and that's how he ended up meeting carlos gracie and that's how we end up with the whole bjj thing without so before we start this conversation about grappling and jiu jitsu i have these questions because now i do brazilian ju- i've not now i do i've been doing i've been doing brazilian jiu jitsu since i was 25 and i just always moved around and could care less about my rank so i'm not a very high level rank in brazilian jiu jitsu I don't want to mention too much where I train, but I will say, if you're if you're a nerd, I'll be saying where i where I've been training without saying it. It is a school that comes from Carlos Gracie. But that's as far as I'm going to say. If you're smart enough, you know where I'm going. Um, if not, it's all good. That's where I'm coming at it. So, what is the title of this podcast? Title is
1: YouTube video. What is Danzan Ryu Jujitsu? Okay. I'm going to preface this with saying that there are infinitely more knowledgeable people about Don Zonru than me. I just happened to contact you right almost as soon as that podcast came out and go, hey, well, I've been playing with the with the Don Zonru people since 1991. Uh, I've had a Don Zonru program at my dojo since at least 2000. Um, so I have this much knowledge of a great great system because um it it, it to me it's Kajikimbo, and i got to bring it back to that and and i say that because okazaki trained in a lot of different things he did Shorin Ru karate he trained with the lua guys you know he did boxing hey wait a minute does that sound familiar you know so You know, because Frank Ordinez and um, Joe Hulk all were part of that, a lot of that came through. The ideals came through. The ideals filtered through Dekaji. So I'm just going to say that for now. So as in what is Don Zanru Jiu-Jitsu? Well, you know, like I said, it's a mix of this, a mix of that. Sounds familiar. But it's, you know, it was founded in 1925, you know, and... um, when um, o- Okazaki came in, in, in uh, 1906 to Hawaii, you know, he was, you know, that's when he immigrated in. And then just from there, it just kind of, you know, just went. Wally J came out of that. Um, Willie Cahill. Um, let me see who else. Uh, Joe Holk, obviously. Wally J, Saragossa. Cahill. Sid Cougaroff. So there are a whole lot of different organizations of, that have spread out, just like Kaji Campbell has all these organizations. So does Don Zanru. Um, the organization that was taught at, at my school was Pacific Jiu-Jitsu Alliance. And that basically was Bob McKeon through the uh, Montero lineage. So that's just a small history there.
0: Okay. And so... And- all right. So looking at that, and then for anybody who's coming from a BJJ background, uh, just mentioning Wally J, he's he's really big in judo, in the judo background. And then the other thing, the other crazy thing about the Kodokan, and I think this is really interesting, right? When was judo? Because judo wasn't in the Olympics until 1964. Okay. That's... Something that a lot of people act like judo is, you know, has been in the Olympics forever. It, was, it wasn't in the Olympics until till 1964. And then it wasn't really established till 1882 as the Kodokan was established, right? And right. then what we call judo, what Americans call judo, the Kodokan had all kinds of tatewaza newaza, a bunch of styles of grappling mm-hmm. to make things more confusing. So Americans and outsiders see judo as this unified... Grappling art, but it wasn't that. It was all your jujitsus. It was your your uh, your aikido jujitsus. Your all those styles of Japanese jujitsu that include grappling. Sometimes it was aikido. It was based from the older scripts on how to disarm someone, or it might be based more on the sports side. So they all got together and said, "You know what? Instead of having all these separate branches, let's just make it all judo. It's going to be called the Kodokan, and we'll continue to practice the different types of grappling." Right and this is really important to distinguish because then because of that people will come to america people will come to japan and start studying judo or Niwaza, or even even more complicated japanese jiu jitsu as compared to the brazilian jiu jitsu they look the same but all the names are in japanese with japanese traditions behind it so with all that in mind you trained you've trained you actually trained with people that did done ah Danzanru jiu jitsu. I said that right. Yes. Um, what would a typical class look like? Instead of going into what is Danzanru Jujitsu or what is Kembo, which I don't want to talk about.
1: Well, what, uh, <laughs> what's it look all like? All the arts, all the arts are made up on these boards. And the boards have like maybe anywhere from 20 to 25, 30 techniques each on the boards. Each board is specified. Yawara, a lot of the wrist escapes and all the basic. That's the very first board. That's the first thing everybody learns. Easy stuff. It was so easy that, I mean, I probably was teaching my safe kids program for a number of years before I realized that the first four things in my safe kids program were the first four things on the, on the Youara board, outside wrist grab, inside wrist, double hand, So very simple escaping. Um, Next board up is the nage, so that's all the throws. You know That's all the basic stuff. And then they went through all the other different arts. A lot of it was standing to, to the throw. The throw was the big thing. Hit them with the ground, right? The throw was the big thing. Then you land and then you're not submitting. That's what I love about these guys. They're not submitting anything. They're breaking something. Something's getting broken either on the way down or once you get there. It something's getting broken, and uh, that's what I loved about this art and the, these guys. The way that they do it, the the people that I've been associated with, they're they're hard. They throw hard. They hit hard. Um, not many of them left, <laughs> just like us old oh you guys. Not many of us left because you know everything's hard. <laughs> I'm walking with my walker now. <laughs>
0: So if, just to make it clear, let's say, let's say, uh, pretend that someone walks into a Dan Zan Ryu Jiu-Jitsu school, dojo. I don't know if they call them dojos. They walk in, what would they be doing? Cause here's an example. I've had my first day of BJJ. I walk in, here's what I'm doing. I line up they're going to show me one self defense technique for the for maybe an MMA street setting kind of loosely and then i'm going to spend the next hour well, probably the next I'll, I'll probably do that for like 5 minutes and then i'll spend the next 45 minutes working one technique based on the brazilian jiu jitsu rules gi And uh, on my first day, they're going to show me the grab the center, how to get out of closed guard. They're going to show me closed guard and how to get out of closed guard. And I'll spend my day doing that, you know, escaping closed guard. Maybe they'll show me a variation on that escape. Maybe doubtful. They may show me one submission from closed guard. Probably not. Probably won't. That won't happen until later. But on the first day, I'll probably just be learning how to escape closed guard and then uh, they'll make me spar. And then for sparring, uh, we worked close guard that day. So they're going to make us focus in close guard. I'm not allowed to free spar. If I'm at a, some other, you know, not, not naming any names of where I train, but if I walked in and I have a white belt and I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not allowed to free spar anybody. I mean, in close guard and then some guy who's been doing it for a while is going to smash because they want to sign me up. Yeah. So, so, so me, uh, me being smashed, by this guy like i'm gonna be like okay cool i I can do this now i uh i understand it and i think i get the technique and then they're gonna have this guy just completely mess me up like he's gonna i'm gonna try to get out of close guard and and he's not gonna let me out of close guard the technique that they showed me is not gonna work against this guy and then the other way around when i'm sitting in close guard he's gonna be like whoop and i'm gonna be like whoa where'd the guy go (laughs) and that's what it looks like on my first day um so what would the first day look for a Danzan Ryu class?
1: Learning how to fall, because <laughs> you're going to need that skill. Uh, rolling, falling—you know—they'll be running and doing forward rolls, back rolls, side falls. You know, later on, stemmies. You know, just, just everything is going to the ground and it's going down hard. So you you really do have to know how to fall. So that's very important, especially at the beginning, because that's where people get hurt, right? So, um, rolling, and knowing, and just learning how to fall, and then as the warm ups, and then probably working on X amount of technique. Now, Chris never stayed in line; he would do some of this, some of that, some of this. But it, you know, to really learn those boards, just go down those techniques and work each one of those arts. Um, and I'm not saying everybody teaches like that, but all the different schools within the association that I'm associated with seems to teach that way. So that would be my best guess.
0: All right. And, and the reason I say all this, and here's where I'm going to be, maybe stepping on some toes. Um, <laughs> right? When we go to Kajukenbo, people always say, the Jew is for jujitsu. The Jew is for, it used to be, it used to be, the Jew is for Judo. No one ever said Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, I'm just going to flat out, I'm going to say it, and I'll get in trouble for this later. If I, and, and maybe some of you did use Jiu-Jitsu, and if you did, good for you. Everybody I talked to, and this was around two, you know, uh, this was about 20 years back. So we're in 2020, early 2000s. Early 2000s, when I first started doing Kajukembo, people were like, the Jew is for Judo. And a few years in, the UFC started getting big, and suddenly the Jew turned into jiu-jitsu. So, like, and that's what they say, but by the time I walked into my first jiu-jitsu class, it looked nothing,
1: nothing like, nothing like what you did.
0: The, yeah, it yeah. nothing like what I was taught.
1: Yeah, they're they're two completely different animals. I mean, there's there's no doubt there. You know, um, they, they may have been born from the same towel, but they're definitely, <laughs> definitely different. Um, and, and I'm going to say it again. The, the jujitsu that I know from what I've seen and the jujitsu from what I was brought up with training kajikembo is in essence the same. I see a lot of the arts and the dons on go, Oh, that's our, that's our grab art 15. Now I see where that came from. You know, I, there's a lot of arts that intermix. I go now. I know where that came from. Um, you know, j- just th- th- that. That being said, remember Joe Hulk was Kodungkan, right? So he was he was judo and jujitsu, and Frank Ordinez was from that same group, and he definitely was jujitsu. So yes. The Jew and Kaju Kimbo, to me, has always seen more jujitsu than judo. And any school from I've ever seen, there's not much judo and a lot of jujitsu. So I think maybe it's kind of condensed through the years because more people are. I mean, how many Kaju Kimbo schools do you know that actually do judo and compete in judo? That's how many I know. You know, I've been around a minute, right? You know, but that being I, I, said,
0: I didn't want to say it. I'll let you say it. You've been doing this longer.
1: I, I, just, <laughs> I just said it. So, yeah. But why I'm here for, for, for that reason, right? Because I, I have a little bit of, of time and, and knowledge, a little bit. You know, at least I can fill some time here until until you get somebody really to talk about this, you know.
0: And then and the reason I'm saying this again is because, um, and you know what? in defense to, to Kajukenbo I do know that right now now I personally know Kajukenbo practitioners that compete in no-gi and That's in absolutely. gi tournaments now. Absolutely. I do know that and and, and I know to but I also know <laughs> that to do that they cross trained so they went to BJJ places they they learned the rules they figured it out yep. and um and then they decided to enter these tournaments um in, the, in whatever division they decide to and they started competing and they, and, they, and, they, and they placed and everything. But again, uh, from just to be, je- I love Kaju Kembo. I'm going to say this and I love Kaju Kembo and I'm going to say this anyway. Kaju Kembo tends to look, and I just made a video about this and probably gonna come out, it's probably going to come out before this. So if you've been following my YouTube channel, I already said this on my YouTube video because someone asked me, I had a Kaju Kembo guy ask me, can you make, Can you make a grappling fundamentals like a beginner? What should a beginner know if they had to fight a jiu-jitsu guy? What should a beginner work on to be able to to figure out what they're thinking, what they're doing? And my my saying was, look, Kaju guys look at fighting from standing to the ground. Brazilian jujitsu guys look at it the exact opposite and train it that way. So they mm-hmm. look at it from the ground, then up, and this is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's different from judo. Judo will start from the standing. Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys work from the ground up, and because of that, if the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy doesn't cross train enough, that stand up portion is going to be where he's going to lose. And then mm-hmm. we flip that, and if that koshikempo guy didn't work down here enough, this is where the koshikempo guy is going to have some problems. If you end up adjusting it like on the yeah. ground your weapons have been all your, your arms are tied up now your legs are tied up now and now you have to figure out what to do so yeah um I don't know where I was going that but I was going I was going somewhere with that
1: <laughs> <laughs> how would a fought, how would a kaju guy fight a, a jiu jitsu guy if that happened different on the mat than in the street for sure yeah um, you know I mean Fish hooking and gouging somebody's eyes. Well, you know, yes, that can work, but I know a lot of jujitsu guys that, that would just piss them off. And <laughs> <laughs> you're going to sleep player. and get broken, yeah, you know. It so, it, you know, like everything, it depends on the person. You know, that person may be able to make that fish hook or that eye hook work, you know, at least enough to get, get them off of you and then start banging them because they are not used to getting hit. For yes. the most part, yes. unless they're, unless they're cross training in Muay Thai and doing the MMA thing, they're not used to getting hit. They're a Temi striking arts is not very good, you know, or I'm going to say not very good is not their priority.
0: Well, right? I'll say it. I, I train with them. They're, it's not very good. <laughs> okay. Look, I, that's, I'm going to just say it. I, I have, I'm talking to a BJ. So a friend of mine is like, I really want to do martial arts. I want to do kempo with you. I'm like, I'm too far um he's like but i don't want to get hurt i'm like all right when we're in japan everything in japan is full contact it's really hard to find like a a nice family place everywhere is like either hey in japan either you're going to be a professional or you're going to quit (laughs) that's how they treat people so i did recommend this place that i train at i'm like okay it's more of a family jujitsu place i think you'll be great there but even he told me now now that he's there and he's got a purple belt he's like this stand-up is shit like i don't i I don't know how to punch. I already have a purple belt, but I have no idea how to punch properly. I have no idea how to kick. I I, I would not feel confident if I fought someone who knew these two things. Um, I know once I close the distance, clinch him, and get him on the ground, I know I'm I'm confident I'll win. But before that, to close that distance, he's like, I'm not confident. I still he still wants to come. He's like, I just want you to show me some basics, at least in boxing, because they don't cover that. They do mm-hmm. not. They don't cover it. Like I have a. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Like I said, I'm going to fucking say it. My instructor can't kick. So I always think it's funny when he's sitting there talking about, okay, the guy's going to kick you like that, and you're going to catch this roundhouse kick like this. And I'm like, that's going to get your wrist broken. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's going to do. You're, gonna, yeah. you're not, not going to catch a roundhouse kick here. That's going to be a – that's called a broken rib. <laughs> that's, <laughs> called, that's called you broke your ribs, and then the guy finished you off with a jab straight, and you hit the ground. So there's right. a lot of like fantasy going on um, in that in the self-defense area. There's no fantasy going on once they're on the ground, but there is just like there's when we flipped it to the other way around, when some people are teaching them grappling, they don't know what they're talking about. And they're like, well, you know, you're going to grab the little pinky here and you're going to bend it back here. And that's going to end the fight. Cause he's going to be in so much pain. He's gonna tap. And you're like and it's the same. It's the same. The jujitsu, that, that guy is doing the same mistake, just the other way around. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> Well, that, that, that's what's different about the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as opposed to Donson ru A lot of the Donson Ru has um, uh, been associated with, with the Kempo arts as well. I mean, that goes back to Hawaii. So it really, it's Kempo Jiu-Jitsu, you know, with Sid S- S- Kugarov and, and that group over there, the, the Kilahana group, they are strikers. The guys that train with me, you know, and 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 because Chris Nicholas, Professor Chris Nicholas, is the one who used to teach who teaches at my school. And we like to say a lot, you got a little peanut butter in my chocolate, and I got a little chocolate in his peanut butter. And you know, he credits me with a lot of his striking, you know, getting better, and I credit him with a lot of my jujitsu getting better. I I modified a lot of my Kaji Kembo to do it the proper way, because you know, we're getting three generations down, some cases four generations down, right, uh, from, from where the original source was. So now I'm doing it and I'm doing it with them and I'm saying, oh, that's how that's supposed to work. You know, and it works much better. That My throws have gotten much better. All my locks are much better because of the association with Don's Unruh. And, and I tell any of your Kaji people out there, you gotta go to the source. But now everybody's doing BJJ because that's what everybody wants to do. That's we're we're competitors. We like to get out there and bang. Well, there's no banging in Dons on other than getting slammed on the ground, you know, three times a week or whatever, right? So um that's why I think Kajikemo a lot of it has gravitated toward Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as opposed to some of the other stand-up styles of jiu-jitsu.
0: And then are the on Roo guys, are those of us competing in Judo? Because I mean, it sounds like Donzandro's got a stronger root in judo than. Yeah. There
1: are some that do. Okay. There are some that, and, and I'm pretty sure there are some that will go out and, and do and do other stuff. Now, this association, they have um, what they call sport jujitsu, which I love. My next tournament, I'm going to do it too. I call it MMA light. You can strike and get points like point fighting. You 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 get points for for takedowns down to the ground. You get points for a submission, but you only got thirty seconds down there, so you got to work fast, so right?
0: rules rules,
1: yeah. yeah. but it, but you can strike, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, it's fun. I I like the heck out of that 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 division. So um, that's more the way the Rue guys seem to compete when when they go to tournaments, but they don't really do tournaments all that much. At least not the groups that I know.
0: Okay, but still, I think you mentioned a really good point that the Danzanru guys do compete like their system. They have enough of the, of the Tatewaza. They have enough of the stand up grappling that they actually do compete cross-trained with in the judo tournaments. Um, Whereas for the Kajikembo guys, I mean, there's some Kajikembo guys come from a judo background. So that's why I will, I know one of the guys I work with, they do, work with judo guys so they do judo yeah. really the tournaments too that being
1: said the the big uh one right there would be willie cahill i mean willie cahill is huge in the well guess where he came from he came from okazaki right so that that trans, it he made it translate out to the sport part of it and was extremely successful now you know i mean it's it's a great style because a lot like arkaji kembo it it deals with a lot of different ranges as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, and this is, and, and again, when I talk about BJJ, for anybody listening, if you're still listening and you're not so pissed off about what I said about BJJ earlier, <laughs> like, what, what was a BJJ? So, what, what I wanted to mention was the BJJ guys, not all of them, the one I work at is that way now when i read about bjj the whole reason i decided to start cross-reading in bjj was when i read the story it sounded like the kajukembo story they had this guy but like when i, when I read about kajukembo i heard about Donzan jiu-jitsu and i heard about the kodokan and that's how the grappling came into kajukembo when i read about it this is after i joined kajukembo a long time ago but then when i read about brazilian jiu-jitsu i heard a very similar story about this guy who uh Umaeda, who who came and he, he took on any challengers, and he was fighting guys that came from boxing. Right? Sound familiar, right? And then, like, t- they talked about the ranges, how and Gracie brought in the ranges of combat between having good stand-up for when you're in the standing position, when they're mid-range attacks, you have more elbows, and then when you're up close is when the grappling starts, right? So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this sounds very similar to what Kaja Kembo does, just with a different focus. But then when I got there, I found something. I had nothing to do with that. So <laughs> for, no offense to them had very little to do with that and a lot to do with sport jiu-jitsu so now with the relationship between Don Zanru and koji Kembo is there any more things you know about that
1: like well yeah I, I, a little bit i mean um this is an interesting story that i got from Liebert o'sullivan and um he was when I met him, he it was at the gathering in Sacramento, Bruce Jutnik's gathering. And I've gone to it for 30 years. We just, it's just a big seminar once a year. And at that time, he was like the oldest living practitioner of Donson Jiu-Jitsu. At that, when I met him, he was probably in his, he was in his eighties. I'm going to say earlier eighties, but um, sat and talked to him a lot the next two or three years that he was there and tried to get some, some, Information from it, you know, just and what he shared was very interesting. Was here's here's a, a big Kaju Donzon connection, the Kaimuki YMCA, which is where he taught, which is also where the that that group that was Joe Imperato, Tony uh, Tony Ramos, Gaylord um, um, uh, Hackelman's teacher, right? The, those go guys to, all came. Yeah. They all came out of that, out of that gym. Well, there was a time where they were alternating days. So the jujitsu guys would put on a white belt and go train Kaju and the Kaju guys would put on a white belt and go train jujitsu. So since my Kaju lineage comes from Joe Imperato to Pauly to Gaylord, right? That jujitsu was still there because they were going that. So I, to me Gaylord's always loved the jiu-jitsu part of what we did he didn't do a lot of it but he always loved it in fact he got us hooked up with the Gracies and also like ninety, ninety-one, 91 Hickson he brought Hickson in and we did a, a, a several um, seminars with Hickson this is how long goes it was $50 for the weekend was was how long that was right and that's where Tom Theophanopoulos went to Bahrain Jiu-Jitsu. And, and a lot of us, start, and John Bono started doing the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu also, because Hickson tapped out everybody in the room. He, he rolled with everybody in the room. And, and let me tell you, that was quite an experience getting tapped out by Hickson and Gracie and watching everybody, no matter how bad they thought they were, gone in 60 seconds. Right? You know? So... It 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 lit a fire under us a little bit, you know. I went toward the Donzanru side. Some other people went toward the BJJ side. I eventually rolled my way around because I, I'm I was affiliated with a guy out of Fremont named uh, Darlinson Lira, who to me is just one of the greatest, just a great jiu-jitsu player, person. Very traditional jujitsu. They 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 do gi no gi, but they're they're very traditional in what they do. And I love it. I love the way they, they start and end class. Traditionally, they're, they're, you know, just, just great. So I ended up having a BJJ program along with the Don's Unruh program at my gym. Got to give the best to our kids, right? We got to give our kids the best. And if we can't do it, this, this was Gaylord's philosophy. If I can't do it, I'm going to bring somebody else in who can, and then we can all share and mix and, here we are: guns rue Kaji Kembo, BJJ, you know, and whatever else, uh, you know, eskrima, whatever else we do, right?
0: So, if I if I heard your story correctly, you got tapped you got tapped out by by Hicks and Gracies. Did I did I catch that? Did I, did I hear that?
1: We all did. Everybody, <laughs> <there>. <laughs> it was like hey, everybody. Well, everybody they all everybody. Did. I think I think oh, I might have been oh, on Oprah, the Oprah, I, Oprah I, style. Everybody gets <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I was in the old guy crowd. I was already super old. Oh, so I, I, I think I got the old man pass on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. And again, for anybody listening, uh, I, I am not talking shit about BJJ, okay? Um, Object. I just I look at things objectively, just like I said earlier about how I feel that a lot of the Kembo is missing that ground element. A lot of the ground element. I told you earlier. I'm just trying to be objective about how I see it. And mm-hmm. how i approach it um i've always seen kaju Kembo is just that acronym and that's what i follow now if you can follow it historically that's great me personally i see it as a mindset and how i train my students so like i want them i was just telling this to uh anthony mealy i was telling him like i want my student to be able to walk into a karate place and not look like a noob i, I want my student to be able to walk into a brazilian jiu-jitsu place And not look like a noob. Like not they. They might not be the best in the room, but they the person can already tell that they've had some experience. I want them to to walk into a kung fu studio, even if kung fu isn't their thing. If kung fu is their thing, I want them to walk in there, and I want the kung fu people to say, "Hey, this person knows something." Mm -hmm. And and same with the bow, the bow for the kickboxing and boxing. And at that point, I really don't care where, (laughs) like where whether it was Shotokan or whether it was. uh, I don't know. Kyokushin. I I don't, I'm not a very big nerd. I should be. I run a podcast. I'm not a big nerd when it comes to um, the sub styles in there. I am interested in it, but Mm. my memory, maybe I've been punched in the head too many
1: times. My memory just can't remember. it. (laughs) I'm I'm way there. Remember I'm 68. I'm way there with you. (laughs) some, Some things are sharp and some things are, you know, not so much.
0: Yeah
1: just wait. Wait, wait wait how old are you again i'm only 40 and i'm already forgetting <laughs> oh you. man you're <laughs> I, I, i'm in, so 20, I'm in, a, 28 I'm in years. a lot of
0: trouble i'm in a lot of trouble i'm glad i, I but partial partially this podcast is for me to remember because i'm recording it
1: and i can listen to it later old man advice pace yourself because from here it gets it gets rough as a Kaiju guy. as much uh, as we beat up our bodies yeah oh
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: and i'm still more active than a lot of 68 year olds that i know but i heard every day because of it you know <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i've yeah i'm definitely taking a step back I, I 40 i stopped competing a few years back in full contact fighting yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> those days well, you me. know so,
1: some people are smart some not so much the last time i fought was i was 61 so <laughs> <laughs> They were just point fighting, so it was no big deal. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, still fun, but
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, I, I'm going back and forth on it. I, I may, I may do it, what they call the master's class, the old man division. I, I'm thinking of doing the old man division for gi jiu-jitsu.
1: Well, do it soon because here's what I'm going to tell you: the last two times I competed, right, not, not too far apart. One, I tore a hammy so bad, I, I, my hammy is still bad. And, and the other one is on that, uh, i fighting fighting for Grant, which I did win by the way, um, I tore my, my supraspinatus on this side. And, and, that's, and I've been living with that torn supraspinatus since. Um, so just old man advice, you're still in your 40s, just do it now quick, get out of your system before you hurt yourself forever. I know you didn't want to hear that,
0: but I I, I might just not do it. (laughs) I'm already thinking that like the last time I competed was the was the catch wrestling match that I thought was uh I thought it was Nogi. And I realized last year when I when I said when one of my guys asked me to say they wanted a nogi, I sent them the the flyer. This the guy was like, This isn't nogi. I'm like, Yeah, It's it's rash guard grappling. It's like this says, it's Japanese, it's like, this says catch wrestling, these are catch wrestling rules this is like, I just want to do something easier than this, and I'm like, oh shit, because like <laughs> I did a catch wrestling, I retired on a catch wrestling <laughs> so I- well,
1: if, if you do do it, take this advice, stretch more than you think you need to,
0: oh, like oh, so the point is, I tore my LCL, and I, oh, I still feel my LCL is not that great so I don't know, I don't, either way We've, well, we've we've definitely diverted way way. way oh, your far wife. Away, I said you're, you're
1: welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> for talking you out of it. <laughs>
0: well, is there anything you wanted to add before we wrap things up? Any anything any anything we missed about Danzan?
1: Because a lot of Dan's stuff way. you missed, and and, and <laughs> I'm hoping to have a real Danzan guy with you here. I hope I did. I I, I, I hope I did it in all. justice because I know I toured it. Toward Kaji Kimball, but hey I'm Kaji Kimball. It's always going to go that way. Um, but you know, I, I, I tried to get you in touch. There was two people specifically, and I tried more than two to get them on here with well, us today.
0: The, the point of the podcast wasn't to go into. I mean, as 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 much as I love talking to people who who are nerded out on their art and they know all the dates and they know all the stories and great masters and all this stuff and they link it all together and they make this like clear path from the past to now um i mostly wanted a more conceptual idea of what it was because it's there and we tell i don't know how many students before i said i was like hey this is a yeah we do we do jujitsu it's from this I, i'd say it i'd say Ryu. i had no idea what the fuck i was saying i was just saying oh yeah it's dan Ryu jujitsu and at the end of the day it was whatever i learned grappling and then and then I was teaching him that. So like I am glad that I can at least conceptualize um, that danzan yu jiu-jitsu uh, sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of stand-up, a lot of takedown. It sounds very similar to judo with a lot of joint locks. So now now I actually have an idea because I had no idea. I was just telling people that,
1: but I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> what separates it is this is a local boy thing. This is this is this is a Hawaii thing. It's got that kaiju kemo mentality got that 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 kajukimbo that's what i love about it there's not that much sport to it they're gonna they're gonna slam you to the ground break something and and walk away you know and and uh, to and me if that's the case, case. kajukimbo yeah, you know if In that's a the case name.
0: then i mean even though i didn't know what it was because i never did it the same thing right like my instructor did some judo and uh, you know, every single Kaji Kimball school has that standing arm bar. And people were like, what's a standing armbar? How are you going to, how are you going to submit someone when you're standing here? I'm like, well, it's not really a submission. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you just break their arm. You're not, I'm not going to wait for you to tap. Like I'm going to break your arm. And now you can't punch with that arm. So like, if that's what Dan Ryu is doing, then, then, then there's the Dan just Jujitsu.
1: And that's after you knee them in the groin to make that arm break
0: easier. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 were taught, we were taught break their arm, then punch them in the face and stomp on them after you've broken their arm. And then, and that's why, and that's the cause you came apart. And if that's what Dan Zanryu jiu is doing, then it sounds like they're Ohana and that's, that's
1: cool. It, 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 the group I'm with, that's the way they do it. So I can only speak for, for what I know and the people that I train with and I've trained with other people from outside too, but, but that group for sure does it that way.
0: And you know, it's funny that they say, Oh, and then, okay. So now I know some BJJ guys are probably
1: <laughs> no submissions
0: is not Jiu-Jitsu. So like, here, here's the deal though. Um, it's funny that we say stuff like, uh, a knee, uh, a drop knee to the head. You know how they have, in Kaju Kimbo, we have the knee to the head. Mm-hmm. Controlled by knee to the head. And, um, in BJJ, they have the knee to the belly, which mm-hmm. I feel is the nicer version of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. When I went into the place, funny story. When I went into the place that I train at, um, I was training with a, with a black belt and, I, I went for the knee to the belly and he started to transition to try to get out of it. And the second I saw that I immediately did a knee to the head and I did it within the rules. I didn't drop my knee on his head. I just went from transition from knee to the belly to, to putting pressure on the head, to dropping my knee on his head. And that set up my submission to tap him out. I'm not a black belt in BJJ and I'm not trying to be like, Ooh, whatever, but that's just what happened. And what I realized was that's that they never taught me that. In fact, after I was done, the the, the head coach walked to me and said, That was really cool what you did there. Please don't do that on the students. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Do that. Please do that brown belt and above. Don't do that. Because at the time, oh. I, was, I was still, I've, I've held on to a white belt for like six years in that style. So, like, I was still a white belt. He said, Just don't do that with like your sparring partners or the blue belts. You can do that stuff with the brown belts and above but, but don't do that with them below because, and you can do that in competition, but don't do it every day, please. Cause someone's going to get hurt. And again, I didn't, I didn't not. And I, I'm always asking him stuff. so like, okay, so we don't allow an elbow, but I can place my elbow. <laughs> like if I, if I slowly <laughs> put like I'm not going to elbow him, elbow him, but I'm just going to put my elbow on his jaw. Can we do that? And he's like, yes, you could do that. Just don't move so quickly when you do it. Because then I'd come in, I'd come in with the elbow, and I'd slow it down last minute to the kid. And he's like, and he, he like I, 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 you know, God bless my teacher for all the subby, small heart attacks he would have
1: watching me roll with people, scared that I was going to Kaji Kimbo in the middle of the JJ class. <laughs> that's what people don't get is that our mindset is just it's set the mindset is set no matter how long you wait right <laughs> yeah that's like, even my friend that i said to do bjj
0: he finally visits me after a year of me being there he finally comes out to the eye area and he's like a lot of the moves you do are just like i know you're my friend but i they're asshole moves and i'm like <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get out of your clothes guard. He's like, but did you have to cram your knee into my leg? Like you just you dug your elbow into my and, and my leg still hurts. And I'm like. It just its a quicker way, it's faster. I don't want to sit there and you're lucky I didn't elbow you and yeah. do yeah. that. I, I did what the instructor said, I didn't do this. He said, Dude, if I go gently, I could can, i can do this stuff. If I don't come at you. so yeah, Kaju Kembo, the asshole art. So, you uh, do... <laughs> Kembo. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you very much, Ron and Stella, for coming out and sharing what is. Officially, he knows everything there is to know about Dan
1: the expert. In the field. Well, that was fun as always. I can't wait to talk to you about Hawk Hawkheim someday. Yeah. And then, and then, if you're if
0: you're a dad, if you're a dad, if you're a dad, Jiu Jitsu practitioner, you heard this and you want to kill me. Um, or Please me, don't. Or, or Ron, don't just send me a message. We'll have you on the show. You can tell me all about the history, or but, come on by and see me. Yeah, that's and that's that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you some Kajikam. Oh, now we're starting. Oh, yeah, let's end the podcast <laughs> with a challenge down, to down, all the dots on Ryu Jitsu guys. What a great, we did a great job there.
1: <laughs> you don't like it, I'll fight you. <laughs> Either way. Hey, it's only <laughs> seven years from '61. I, I still got some in
0: me. <laughs> hey, we love you guys. You're our ohana. Uh, that's we definitely want to say that.
1: And, I have um, my my Don ohana, at, which I love dearly. All of them, you know, just as much. And sometimes, I mean, I'm not going to say more than my Kajikimbo ohana, but a little, a little less drama. And, and, I, and I love these guys with my heart. That's why I wanted to be here. If you couldn't find somebody, I was trying to find you somebody. You know, I hope I did it justice. You know, so At, at,
0: for, at least now I, I know. At least for, for me and for anybody coming from a Kaja Kimball background, at least now we have a conceptual idea of what it is. And for that, thank you so much. For my listeners, I'll catch you all later. I said it earlier, if you like what you heard, if this is your first episode... Hit subscribe. I'm always talking about martial arts. Specifically, I talk a lot about Kaji because it's what I teach. And it's coming from a psychological perspective. I'll catch you all later.
1: Peace. Peace. Peace.